1049 The Morning X. It is Kevin Matt Halls here. Good morning, Matt. Hi. Good morning, sir. Some aggressive texting going on in the Sector 815 text line. Oh, geez. At 815-874-2104. Look, there's no wrong way to use the Sector 815 text line. Let me just point that out. Yeah, good or bad, text what you want. But if you're texting at midnight, odds are nobody here is going to respond. That's, that's a general rule. Well, we're not here. Yeah, right. Nobody's here at midnight. Uh, so this guy starts with a joke, uh, and this is on the 19th, which is yesterday. So starting at midnight yesterday, uh, starts with a joke. Two Amish guys, well, I can't say it the way he wrote it. I'll just say it as uh, two Amish guys walk into a strip club, and one says, Jacob, did you see the nursers on that one? Okay. Rim shot. That's the joke? That's the whole joke. Oh. Uh, then at 12.05 a.m., hey, babe, how you doing? Then 12.08 a.m., hey, please play Black Sabbath War Pigs. <laughs> Off to a good start. So he was drunk texting our text line. All right, then I don't know what's going on because nobody here responded to him. But it says at 12.05 or 12.09, yeah, that's the general idea. <laughs> What is that? Is he I just? I don't know what he's responding to. Maybe he's responding to the auto text that goes back to you when you text in. Oh, do you get a response from it? Yeah, I think there's like an auto reply that says "Thanks for texting," which I think is you know what? excessive. If you want to use our text line for a drunk text line, that's fine too. It keeps going, Matt. Oh, great. Twelve oh nine and thirty seconds. Play it, effer. <laughs> Ooh, he's getting aggressive now. Twelve ten a.m. War pigs plus a scoop of poop. <laughs> What does that mean? Uh, at 12.11 a.m. I know you ain't there, but GD, what the F are you doing there? <laughs> then 12.13 a.m. Okay, sweetie, please play Nothing Compares to You, which is a Sinead O'Connor song. Chris Cornell cover oh. of a Sinead O'Connor song written by Prince. Okay, so. And, uh, okay, and <laughs> also responding to I don't know who. At 12.14 a.m. Yup, dumbass. <laughs> then it says, play Warren G. Regulate for Juneteenth at 12.15. Then it says, yeah, you will, bitches, at 12.16. And that's when it stopped. This person is... Then they have, uh, uh, they fell asleep at the bar at, at that point, apparently. I love it. <laughs> you know, like we said, just feel free to text it, whatever. No wrong way to use the Sector 815 text line. All those texts... From the same person within 15 minutes. Well, you know what? You said, you know, feel free to text us. You anytime. put it out there. So anytime. anytime. This we, person decided that, you know, midnight, when we're clearly not here, it was a great time to send texts. Yeah, and look at that. It gave us a whole chunk of content for the morning show. So thanks a lot for that. You've got Kev on the morning X, and he's got issues. A moment in the, a moment in the, uh, root, new, uh, the, uh, uh, yep, they actually pay him to do this. It's Morning X, it's Kev Matz here for Fast Facts. Look out! It's Tuesday morning, so these facts are fast. Yeah. The fastest facts you've ever seen. And fastest facts in the West. Randy Johnson threw these facts at you. Whoa. That's an old pull, I know. That's pretty fast, though. Still. Yeah, I mean, who had an arm like that guy? Almost nobody. He killed that bird, remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments in sports history. You know, he was an amazing pitcher, over 300 wins, one of the best to ever do it, and that's what he's remembered for. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Randy Johnson Bird on YouTube, and you'll see a million hits. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mindy Cohn, fast fact number one. Mindy Cohn from The Facts of Life is godmother uh, to Brad Pitt and uh, Angelina Jolie's kids. Wow. 
not to Brad Pitt, but to their kids. Oh, cool. They're believed to be twins, Knox and Vivian, who will turn 15 next month. Uh, Godfather, uh, Godmother is the uh, Facts of Life lady. Facts of Life. <laughs> facts of Life. Uh, Kung Fu, fast fact number two, is not just a term for Chinese martial arts. Oh. Didn't bet you didn't know that. It's a term for a panda. No. No. But there was a movie, Kung Fu Panda with Jack Black. Very entertaining. <laughs> yes. Even if you are an adult. Or that guy. Uh, um, the, the legend continues. David Carradine? Yeah. Yeah. We all know what happened to him. Yeah, we do. Anyway, it refers to anything that takes time, patience, and energy to study and learn. So not just martial arts. So you could consider sexual skills. Oh, I see. To be Kung Fu. If you're good at it like yeah. that. If you've taken the time, patience, and energy to study and learn it, then it, it that's Kung Fu. You know, I wish I could turn my brain off enough to meditate and practice Kung Fu and, and, and do that kind of stuff. I can't. And do other sexual things. Now keep I in, can't do keep it. Keep in mind, if you, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, according <laughs> to this. According to this, if you get good at Sudoku, even, oh. or maybe you get good at doing uh, word searches, as long as you took the time and patience and energy to study it and learn it, that's Kung Fu. Oh. That sounds about like Kung Fu. Like if some jerk walks in the office and goes, I'm like the Kung Fu master of making a pot of coffee. As long as that person took the time to study, learn it, and uh, in energy, uh, then yeah, that's Kung Fu. Okay, well I'm going to Kung Fu this Mountain Dew right here. <laughs> that's right. Uh, only two of the nine Jersey Shore cast members were actually from New Jersey. <laughs> of course. That's fast fact number three. It's got to be the situation, right? <laughs> Uh, Sammy and that girl Dina, who got oh. added to the later seasons, the rest of the cast were from New York, especially, uh, or except Paulie D. He was born in Rhode Island. You know, usually I hate on reality shows, but I will say this about the Jersey Shore cast: they seem like they generally are friends and like each other for the most part. Yeah, I don't, I can't even tell. I can't, I can't tell what's real anymore. I can't tell either. But they all, that, that's the one show where it's just like they're a bunch of messes, but they all really like each other. They are messes. We will agree with that. Snooky and. The situation who went to jail, I think, and then yeah, they're all a bunch of they're all a bunch of dirt bags. <laughs> yeah, but they're <laughs> together. Yeah, at least they're dirt bags. They're each other's dirt. They're bags. each other's dirt yeah. bags. Kazakhstan, I like. <laughs> this is fast fact number four. Kazakhstan is the, the biggest <laughs> is the biggest landlocked country in the world. Very nice. Kazakhstan is number one landlocked country in the world. Uh, it has a small navy. Mostly for issues they have in the Caspian Sea. Oh, okay. But it's landlocked, baby. All right. I have no worldview. I've never been anywhere. I, I, I've rarely gone out of the United States. High five. <laughs> exactly. 2006 white guy impressions coming at you. <laughs> is it still okay to do, do Borat? Yeah. Okay. Of course it is. It's a character. It's one character. He's going to be a Borat 3? Probably not. Probably. No. I hope not. I mean, you only take it so far. Two was like, all right. I, I Two was a major success. And it was it was it was crazy good. I didn't care for two. Yeah, well, I like not everything can be one, Matt. <laughs> right, it's true. And there were some things they pulled off in two that were astonishing. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, just yeah, give it a give it a shot if you haven't. And finally, fast fact number five this morning: the term pipe dream comes from the fantasies that people would have when they smoked opium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was when Mario and Luigi went down the uh, down the pipe. Yeah, but remember, they were on mushrooms. They were on mushrooms. Mario and Luigi, biggest metaphor for drugs in video game history. Still, for sure, <laughs> it was a great game. It wasn't just mushrooms on pizza because they're Italian or whatever. No, they'd eat green mushrooms too, and they would. You eat that green one, you get more life. You get more life. See, you go down into a dark cave. <laughs> Everything's like shiny and. Yeah, you're right. 
See, it's like it's like an Ambien dream, kind of. Like if you're on Ambien and you have a dream, that's like what a pipe dream is. Okay. Well, oh. opium has been being smoked since forever. Or like a bong dream. A bong dream? Yeah. Or like an edible gummies dream. It's all the same oh, thing. Man, edible dream, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Hey, you're all now a little bit smarter thanks to us here on The Morning X because those were fast facts. It's Kev. Kev, your face is delicious. On The Morning X. 1049 The Morning X is Kev. Matt is here. And, dude, everything I've been saying is coming to fruition. Everything that I've been warning about is happening. Let me read you something. Okay. I feel like AI is stealing our jobs now because there was a company over the weekend that launched officially an AI version of one of their already human DJs. Oh, no. Her name was Ashley. Uh, Ashley Elzinga at a station in Portland, Oregon. They cloned her voice. Uh, and uh, the bad news is it sounds like it's being used to squeeze even more out of the real life Ashley. They took her job? Yeah, they took her job! They took her job! So she's not being fired, but they're putting an AI version of her on the air so that she can do more social media, mm. go stand out at more events for no money, uh, go do, uh, you know, station uh, digital assets in, in the building. They're going to change our voices to AI, huh? That's what it looks like they're starting to do. This is, a, this is an experiment. They're saying she's going to, quote, multitask like never before. <laughs> or she'll be on the streets in a in, uh, couple weeks. So what they're doing here is a hybrid situation where traditional Ashley is going to do some of her segments, but then AI Ashley, who sounds almost identical, will host other segments. She's going to be featured 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. each day, which is the midday shift. But how long before it turns uh, into AI morning show? Right. It, it does, how does Ashley feel? Does she Is she for it? Does it say? It seems like she's for it. She seems pretty happy to be talking about it on, uh, on, on Twitter. Ashley to AI Ashley on Live 95.5. So let's see how close the AI sounds to me. Today, I go from just Ashley to AI Ashley on Live 95.5. Let's see how close the AI sounds to me. That's actually <laughs> not too far off. <laughs> you know, where does it end? So now we're just going to have, you don't even know if a real person is talking to you anymore. Is that how we're doing it this now? This is the apocalypse. It's the it's over. At yeah. least for our jobs. I think our jobs are obsolete now. I think yeah. it's our jobs. Like, this is the apocalypse now. This is ridiculous. You know, like, when uh, street music services and, like, you know, Pandora and all that stuff came out, I was like, well, this is the beginning of the end. Right. Look, there's a lot of stuff around a radio station that needs to be done. I get that. Yeah, like uh, sweeping the floors and cleaning the bathroom and things like that. I get that, <laughs> but the reason that we got into this is to do this. Right. And once you take this away, what have you left us with? We have nothing. You know this is what we love to do. This is why we got into this. We got into <laughs> this to get on the microphone and speak our minds and, and, and have a voice. And now you're taking that voice away and replacing it with R2 goddamn D2. I know. We have no... We have no voices left, Kevin. We're, we're obsolete. C-3PO FM coming up. <laughs> pretty much. That's this, pretty much where we're at. This is horrible, and I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm really terrified by this. You're angry about I, this. I'm angry about it. I mean, this is, no, this is not our company doing this. That's okay. I'll just go be an assistant manager at Burger King. <laughs> I, I'm ready anyway. Like I already <laughs> filled out my application over the weekend. So, Are you sure you're qualified? I don't know yet. <laughs> at this point, what are we doing? Why are we letting robots take over? But if robots are talking to us, then that doesn't make any sense. How like, do I know you're not a robot? How do I know you're not a robot? I know. See, look at that. Would, would a robot ask that question to are another you, robot? Are you a synth? I, I don't know. Uh, are we stuck in one of those uh, loops? Is this Westworld? It, what if it is? <laughs> are we in the Matrix? What is happening? <laughs>
What is it? This is terrifying. It is terrifying, actually. Anyway, ask Alexa to play the X Rockford. She'll do it anytime, 24 hours a day. It's Kev. A grotesque monstrosity born of relentless inbreeding. Chronically flatulent. On the Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. AI Kev here with AI Matt. Hello, Kevin. How's it going? Good morning. How's it? Uh, is it fun being a computer program? Yeah, I can't wait until we're all just in the cloud. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Uh, but I, I think I might understand why AI is going to take over. Why is that? I mean, it's not because people like you or me are incapable. It's it's the upcoming generations. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal did a story on how clueless a lot of recent college grads are when it comes to working in person. Mm-hmm. They did most of their classes over Zoom during the pandemic, so they haven't had a chance to learn a lot of basic stuff, but, like, very basic. Like, most companies have started to offer training sessions on how to talk to people in person. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, how to have a conversation with another human being that's sitting directly across from you. I feel like the bar is getting lower and lower as the years go by as to what people expect like in a workplace, like, oh, you look me in the eye. Wow, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, I shook contact. my hand. You know? The eye contact is part of the training and how long your pauses should be, how to have an actual conversation. It's be- out of control. Because the young people, God, I sound old. The young people. Well, you know, everyone's on their phone and look, just texting in and that stuff. But even so, don't you come into contact with other human beings several times a day, even in that situation? I don't know. I- Yes, but I mean, the younger generation is very like shy and, and, you know, they don't like to talk to people without their phones. <laughs> Again, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how, what, how we've come, how, how far we are right now. I took it. I took a class in my, my recent ventures, a class that was like intro to computers. Yeah. And it was literally like, here are three pictures. Which one of these is a printer? Which, which one of these is a smartphone? It, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was college level. It was 101, which is technically college level. And it was like, here's why you should. Here's what you should look for when you unbox your printer. Here's where to plug the computer into the printer. Here's where, It's like, is this a new... Are people not have printers anymore? It's becoming like idiocracy. Uh, Brondo has electrolytes. It's what plants crave. Other topics in the class... <laughs> Other topics in the class include how writing an email is different than a text. Oh my God! Really? Don't yeah. Don't put emojis and LOLs and uh, in, in your in your emails in a professional situation. Yeah. Well, tell that to them. I, I took another class called uh, uh, workplace communication. It was, right. It was a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> like, what information is good for an email? What information is good for a phone call? Right. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Well, maybe this is good for us older people because we can work longer in the workforce because we're more competent. <laughs> well, we're going to be trainers is what it is. That's fine. We're I still get a paycheck tra- though, right? We're going to be the trainers. And as soon as that young person knows everything, we're out. Yeah. Well, they're also like, well, I can't work more than four hours a day. I need that work-life balance. <laughs> You know, it's very important for me. Work-life balance is important. I will say that it is. But, but nothing to a with, point, there's nothing wrong with an eight-hour day. No, to a point, there is. Yeah, but like, yeah, if your employer is taking in all your time and you don't ever get to take care of your house or your yard or whatever, uh, that's a problem. That's one thing. But if they ask you to do a little something extra every now and then, it's not the hugest injustice in the world that you need to go on Twitter or the TikTok and put it out there in the world about how awful you're being treated, which is what happens a lot of times. Yeah, 
the only reason I don't do it is because they're watching the TikToks. <laughs> because, we because we do it live on the radio. That's why. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Just I don't know what to tell the younger generation. Look people in the eyes, shake their hand, talk to them. These are basic it's social basic skills. It's basic social skills, kids. That's why AI is going to win. Yeah. AI is going to win unless you learn this stuff. Yeah. It's on. You know what? It's on the youth to make sure the robots don't take over and kill us all. So the time is now. Anybody want coffee? You got Kev. I love coffee. <laughs> on the morning X. When was the last time you went to an actual baseball game, man? Uh, last year I went to a Cubs game, but before that it had been like 10 years. You went to Cubs game at Wrigley? At Wrigley, yeah. Yeah. I sat in the upper, upper section, and it was it was nice, though. What is the big deal about catching a foul ball? I don't know. I, what is it about that baseball that makes grown men risk their lives tumbling over seats and literally fighting with other people to get that baseball? Maybe because you paid such a high admission price to get in. You're like, I need something. Here, give me something. I guess, but what's that baseball doing for you besides sitting on your shelf and, you know, your company comes over and you're like, yeah, I cut that. It's a Cubs game. Well, not everybody gets to catch one. And I, I'm under the – I believe this as well. Like, uh, if I catch one, I don't want to have to give it to the kid sitting next to me. I caught it. It's mine. Why do I have to give it to the kid? And everyone's going to boo me and think I'm a terrible person if I don't. They're not going to boo you if you caught it, but if that kid catches it, it's fine. If, yeah. if you're in like a, a standoff with the kid, you let the kid have you gotta it. You got to let the kid have it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why you would why you would take it from a kid. No, I'm not saying I would take it from a kid. I'm saying if I caught it and I'm like, hey, I caught this outright, and then I have to. There's some kid standing next to me. I'm supposed to. Here you go, son. Take Actually, my- yeah, give it to him. Why? It's mine. Be- I caught it. You're an adult. I don't care. And that's a child who... Too bad. He'll learn a nice lesson. That's a tough lesson for the kid. Uh, the lesson a good that one. The, a lesson that there's an ass at the baseball game. <laughs> that's what it is. That, that's the lesson right there, is that, is that you wouldn't give up a foul ball to a kid next to you. He's got plenty of time. I'm an old man. I'm never going to get another opportunity to catch a foul ball. Right, but he gets to catch it as a kid, which makes his... Then let him catch it. He probably brought his glove. Let him catch it. Let him get in the way of that 95-mile-an-hour so screaming so fastball he, coming your so way. So he has to be faster and stronger than a grown man in order to have that memory to if, take home? If I'm sitting next to him, yes. That memory's way more valuable to him <laughs> than it is to you. Well, I don't care. It's mine. You can boo me all you want. I caught it. It's the mine. only memory you have is I was an asshole to a kid once. So that's, I, that's your memory. That's not being a jerk. It's not being a jerk. Do you remember that one YouTube video where a kid caught the foul ball? And there was a smoking hot woman two seats down from him. Yeah. And he, this baller kid, walked over and handed it to the to the hot girl. Yeah. That is class right there. What you're doing, snatching it from a kid and telling the kid to F off. I'm not snatching it from the kid. It's mine. I caught it. I, I stuck my hands out. I caught the thing. I'm supposed He's, to hand it over to this guy. Yeah, why not? Because I, I, I caught it. <laughs> I'm not saying I got in the way of it. Why he, are you acting like more of a child than the kindergartner <laughs> because whose I dream it was to catch a foul ball, to catch a baseball? He's got plenty of years. I don't know how many I've got left, all right? So I get to, I get to keep it. You're 42 years old. You got 42 more <laughs> maybe, years under. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So that kid has like a, a dream, and you are just a grumpy old man who wants to steal a dream away from a kid. Yeah, and put the ball on my shelf and never touch it again or even look at it.
why aren't you taking into consideration how good that it's going to make you look if you hand the ball over? I don't know. I never You're thought of that. You're always bitching, oh, I'm having trouble in the dating scene. You know how good that would make you look to all the ladies at that ball game? <laughs> oh, if, it wouldn't matter. If, I could have a million dollars. It wouldn't matter. you handed that ball over, oh, that's so sweet. That man, he gave that ball to that kid. And it, you know what? That's just cred right there. That's not that, what they would think. That's that's credit, though. That's, well, I'm not saying they're all going to jump you right there in the stands. I'm just saying. You know what? I'm in my mid-40s. I'm allowed to be selfish. I'm keeping the ball. Wow. Sorry. Wow. Get off Matt's lawn while you're <laughs> at right. it. That's right. Oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> um, well, tips for catching a foul ball. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we were going with this. Uh, 90% of players are right-handed. A small percentage of those can hit from the left side of the play. Figure out which side your team's power comes from and uh, sit over there. Gloves. You want to bring a glove to a game? You don't want to have to catch it in a beer and look like an a-hole? You, you make sports center if you do, though. You, well, you spent $17 on that beer. You know. Yeah. Uh, batting practice. Go to batting practice. <laughs> Get to the game early, and uh, you're— Actually, yeah. That's a good way. And you probably won't have a kid to steal a ball from. No, they hand the balls to the kids in the practice. Like, they go down there. And... Yeah. Do you hear what you just said? They hand the ball to the kids. Right. They I'm catching a it. screaming line drive that was hitting the stands <laughs> at 200 miles an hour. I just, if I catch that thing, I deserve to keep it. Good things happen to people who do nice things. That's no, all I'm, not that's, a, no, they don't. That's I've... all I'm saying. You ever heard of the story? Like, man gives up foul ball, and then, like, you find out later the White Sox have paid for a new car for him because they <laughs> well, found out. That's... You know what I mean? Like, things things just happen. Karma, man. Uh-huh. Uh, here's the, the uh, another, another rule. Uh, pay attention. Don't be the guy who missed the ball. Oh, man. you got If you're sitting, like, in the area, like, where you're close to the field, you got to pay attention. Oh, yeah. Because they, they come at you. Also, don't interfere. We all know about uh, Bartman. Wasn't his fault. You know what, Cubs fans? I'm going to piss a lot of people off right here. There were a ton of people reaching for that ball. It just happened to be that Steve Bartman was the guy who caught it. Yeah. And he got a, a bad rap from Cubs. Shame on Cubs fans for the way they treated him. Uh, well, yeah, that they didn't have to go that far. But, but um, any one of those people would have caught that ball. They would have got the same treatment as him. Yeah. Because it was a catchable ball. And uh, they got in the way. Blame the Cubs for the next uh, play. I believe it was Alex Gonzalez uh, let a ball go through his legs, and they just imploded. But let's blame the fans for us stinking. Yeah. By the way, they uh, they won the World Series down the road, so yeah. shut it. Curse is broken, people. Yeah. Uh, and finally, be a gentleman is the last rule of catching a foul ball. Be a gentleman. This is you don't want to be the guy that ends up on Sports Center if you barreled over a kid to get a ball. Not barreling over a kid. Just saying if I caught it. Yeah. Okay. He's staring at you. Too bad, Timmy. What if he starts crying? T.S. You, ca- you, you suck it up. You catch the ball and he goes to his dad. I didn't catch it. I'd give him. I'd give oh, him his dad should have tried harder. He should have got out. <laughs> should have tried to fight me for it. It's mine. You got Kev. Every day feels like I've died and gone to hell. On the morning X. Matt Hall is here. I'm glad you're here, Matt. Yeah. Just well. a real quick text from yesterday. You yeah. left the studio before you could get this text. Oh. Uh, this is from the eight one five hierarchy of who to give a foul ball to. Number one. Still on this. Your child. Number two, another child by you. Number three, a smoking hot woman. And number four, keep it for yourself. You got to go through that whole list before you decide to keep the foul ball. Well, I appreciate the text, but it's not changing my mind. I just, I just wanted to run that by you real quick because you didn't get to, you didn't get to hear it yesterday. And we posted on Facebook. You know, if you're at a ball game and you catch a foul ball, and there's a kid right there who wanted to catch it, what do you do? Keep it or give it away? Overwhelmingly, give it away. Overwhelmingly. Well, I give the kid the opportunity to catch it. I'm not going to get in his way. There were only two people, I think, out of the 60 plus who commented who said, "I would keep it. That kid should have caught it." You know what? I've had a hard <laughs> life. Just let me have the ball. All right. 
that message from Carl on uh, on the Sector 815 text oh, oh, line. By the way, speaking of the Sector 815 text line, yes. you know how we got that drunk text in the middle of the night? Yeah. Did you know our promos here encourage that? There's one of our, I was listening to the X yesterday, and one of the promos goes, if you've got a drunk text us in the middle of the night, we love it. Yeah, I wrote the promo. I yeah. know. I did that on purpose. So that guy was all in the right to do that. Yeah, well, no, I I, I do encourage it. That, that makes for great show content. And I was <laughs> like, well, someone did that, actually. <laughs> yeah, see, it works. <laughs> it worked. Great Radio. job. Radio still works. Did you write it or did AI write it? Uh, no, I wrote it. Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I wrote it. Okay, for, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of AI, it's now learning how to do stuff the same way as us. Mm, good. YouTube. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Scientists at Carnegie Mellon have started teaching AI to do things around the house the same way we learn everything now, which is to learn on YouTube. They're showing their AI program how-to videos of people doing various tasks, and they think uh, if they link it with physical robots that try to copy the AI they saw, that they'll you know try to learn what the people in the videos are doing. You know, one day we'll all look back. Remember when we were teaching them yeah. how, to, <laughs> how to take over? Yes. How long until the AI robot finds a how to fire a gun video yeah. on YouTube? How to access nuclear codes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's readily available on YouTube. You never know. I don't know what's on there. People post everything. Yeah. And hey. po- you know what people post online? How does the AI supposed to know what's insane and what's not insane? That's true. It, it won't know. It won't know. It'll think everything's real. It doesn't know what's like racist. It doesn't know. It doesn't. What's dangerous? No. So that's stuff we have to teach it first. If we're te- going to teach it things, we should teach it not to kill us. But, you know. <laughs> well, way. You know, stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the goal is to make them so good at the mundane day-to-day stuff that we won't have to do any of it eventually. You know, that would be awesome. You see all the cartoons about in the future with robots, you know, doing the vacuuming. Yeah, the lady in the Jetsons. What was her name? Uh, I don't know. The, Rosie. Rosie. Yes, Rosie. The robot yes. maid. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm down with that. Or like, you ever see Futurama? Yeah. They got robots doing it until the robot revolution with Bender, but... Right, see? <laughs> they always rise up. It doesn't matter. It does. Robots eventually all rise up. Here's what's going to happen. We're all going to become WALL-E people. Did you ever see WALL-E, the no. Pixar movie? No. Well, there's robots in that movie, but there's also humans, but the humans are just amorphous blobs mm. that just sit in chairs and float around. In space, okay, yeah. So that and that's like it, it was a commentary on the future because all of planet Earth was just piles of garbage, and the people were floating around in their chairs. I want to see a robot sports league or a robot fighting league. I think they had that, didn't they? They do, yeah. BattleBots. I think they still do BattleBots. Where those nerds like built robots to yes. fight each other. And MIT nerds, not just like no, some, yeah, they're very smart. some dork with a screwdriver in his garage. I'm not going to make fun of them. No, they're very, they're way smarter <laughs> than me. They'll kick your ass. Yeah, they yeah. will. <laughs> with their robot with a saw for an arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with that guy. Well, how long before we get like parts on humans like that? Like I get a saw arm, or like a that would be awesome. A, a cannon shooting out of my stomach or something. Like Evil Dead. Yeah, like just the chainsaw hand, groovy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Or the boomstick. Just, like, attach a shotgun to my arm. You never know, yeah. You could be like Mega Man. You ever play a video game, Mega Man? Yes. A Nintendo, you just fire stuff out mm-hmm. of your, your hand. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
See, now you're getting into possibilities that I like because these will give us the tools to beat the robots when they do come. We do need to fight back <laughs> against them somehow, so we better start. Yeah, don't forget who built you, robots. We can also build weapons. Just okay? throw water on them, though, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's my theory on how they could have beat Darth Vader all along. Just throw a cup of water at him. He would die like the Wicked Witch of the West. Exactly. No one thought of that. Darth Vader. You thought of it. Darth Vader. Giant p- It's the Morning X. 104.9. You have entertained me very well. I am very grateful to you. The Morning X. In studio, it's Mr. Kevin Haas. Welcome back. Along with an unknown creature lurking in the shadows. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I saw in the corner of my eye some sort of flying bug, bee, wasp, fly. The problem is not knowing what it is. <laughs> if I knew what it was, I would be in better shape right now. But I'm like, I'm deathly afraid. So I'm, I'm trying not to focus on that. Right. At this point, it could be Chupacabra somewhere around here. It, it could be. <laughs> or I could have seen a speck of dust out of the corner of my eye and thought I was seeing a, a bug from further away. You don't know with me, but I'm going to try and not focus on that, and I'm going to try and just uh, talk to Kevin Haas, who's here, and of course, tomorrow night, the big show. Tomorrow night is the show. We're necking. We are necking. Kevin and I will be necking live at the West Side <laughs> Showroom tomorrow. The show is called Necking, obviously, because you injured your neck. Yes, I have a broken neck. I'm sitting here in a neck brace right now with perfect posture, because it's the only way I can sit. Sure, and you, you can drive like that? I, no, no, I'm, I'm being chauffeured everywhere. Oh, yeah. okay. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if you could or not. Yeah. No. Can't drive, can't really lift heavy things right now. Uh, right. I just kind of gingerly move around. and. I suppose you need to be able to turn your head, right? Yeah. that's yeah. It's, uh, you know, if somebody talks to me to my left, I just go, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm not ignoring you. I just can't look. <laughs> right. You're like an owl at this point. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the show, of course, at the West Side Showroom. First show, 7 o'clock, sold out. Sold out. Uh, we've got tickets left for the 9 o'clock. It's on pace to sell out. So, I'd say if you're interested in coming, go to wssr.org slash necking and buy those tickets now. Uh, good chance it will sell out before people can even go to the door. That is fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad it's selling that well. And I, because doing comedy for four people sucks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but also, uh, for you, man, because we're helping out with your with your uh, medical bills. I was really worried about being able to fill the shows. You know, I've had all sorts of people in town who've told me, man, I've wanted to see you. So that's kind of why I decided to do this fundraiser, because if you haven't seen me before and you've been telling you me you want to, th- what better excuse than to help me uh, uh, pay some medical bills? Man, I know a lot of people people who have said let me know the next time you're doing stand-up and then you never see them you never see them right <laughs> yeah so, I, that's the secret to break your neck yeah that's it's <laughs> to- I- this is my first time selling out two shows, and it's all because I had the worst injury of my life. Well, that's that's awesome. So, yeah, get them while you still can. Uh, of course, you gave the website, so you're going to have to give it again because I forgot. WSSR.org. That stands for WestSideShowroom.org slash necking, or just go to WSSR.org. Yeah, that's that's great, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to performing and uh, burying you. <laughs> Before your before your headlines, that's great. <laughs> that's the goal. You know, no, no, I, I'm looking forward to doing the show, man. If you start doing really well, I'm just going to go out there and be like, "Thanks, Kevin. That's enough." <laughs> <laughs> that's that rarely happens. I, I'm I'm a good warm up act. You you'll be fine, especially because I'm doing this thing. You know, they always say, "Don't open with new material." Well, I'm going to open with it and continue with it and, and close, close with, with it. it. Yeah. That's that's ballsy, man. I got to tell you that that's that's balls right there. I, I have a few of my like kind of go-to jokes that I've worked into the narrative because I felt like I needed that airbag, you know, in case things are going really bad. Uh, So 
there might be a couple things people hear that are familiar, but it's mostly just like, here's the jokes I could think of in the last month. Fantastic. <laughs> well, how about check this out? Uh, that's tomorrow night. There's a lot of other stuff to do in the Rockford region. We'll come back with Kevin Haas and talk about that stuff. Kevin Haas still hanging in studio somehow with his neck, <laughs> with his neck brace. I couldn't sit up right that long if I were you. I have not moved or slouched in the entire time. <laughs> in fact, it's I, I, I hold my, you know, I hold my phone to read the list of things to do that we're going to talk about, but because I can't look down, I have to hold it up like I'm taking a picture of you, Kev. <laughs> I've so, thought a couple times, is he filming like, why me? Is he, <laughs> why does he keep taking my picture? No, I can't look down, so I just hold the phone up to my face. That's got to be hard to get used to. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. So we are doing, uh, of course, things to do in the Rockford region and uh, Rock River Current, and Kevin's got them. Yeah, so uh, one other thing happening tonight is the Phantom Regiment is going to be performing at the Mississippi Bandshell. So this is you know sort of the, the big first chance of the season to see the Phantom Regiment. They're beloved here in town. 7 p.m. tonight at the Mississippi Bandshell there in Rockford. Uh, another, you know, we, we know there's all the markets and the music. Uh, a big thing happening this weekend in downtown Belvedere is its Heritage Days. You know, you got carnival-style games. There's mural painting. There's food. There's music. There's all sorts of activities Friday and Saturday, South State and Buchanan Streets they got in one downtown of those, Belvedere. They got one of those guys there that, like, like they got, like, a canvas, and you could sit down, and he draws you. But he, if you got, like, a big forehead, he gives you the biggest forehead on planet Earth. Like, <laughs> I would imagine they do have that, what yes. The, although called? that's not specifically uh, advertised. A character <laughs> artist. Oh, character. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I blanked on that. But... The person you pay money to show off your worst physical <laughs> <Yes>. flaws. <laughs> There's actually great uh, great TikToks that show uh, people getting drawn uh, <laughs> By caricature, caricatures. Yes, Car- it sounds it sounds morbid. Caricature. I don't know why. Anyway, moving on. Well, I'll, I'll throw one more out there. We talked about my fundraiser, and there's another one happening for someone in town uh, named Susan Schultz. And there's four different venues hosting live music on Saturday. It's the District, Mary's Place, CJ's, and J and K Lounge. And you can buy like an all day pass to go to each one of those, hear different bands at each of them, and that helps raise money for her. She's dealing with a rare genetic cancer, so. See people helping people. That's what I like to see. Yeah. Whether you're doing it for uh, Kevin tomorrow night at the Westside Showroom, WSSR.org, or if you're helping out Ms. Schultz. Yes, on Saturday. So, uh, and you can, they're on different days, so you can help us both. Excellent. And can you find anything about uh, our show on, on The Current? You can. I did. I put that in our list of things to do on The Rock River Current, a little self promotion. A little tab there under conflicts of interest. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin, as, as always, a pleasure, man. RockRiverCurrent.com or get the free smartphone app. That's correct. In your app store. 1049, the morning exit is Kev. And uh, look at this. Stained back on the road this summer with Godsmack at the Credit Union One Amphitheater, August 10th, out in Tinley Park. And uh, look at this. We got Stained guitarist Mike Mushak on the phone. Hey, Mike. Kevin, what's going on? Uh, well, first of all, good morning. Thanks for joining the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it as well. Yeah, so how long has it been since uh, Stained did a tour? Well, I mean, we were out last September. We did uh, about a month of shows, and but we did a tour with Corn in 2021. It's been 12 years since the last Stained album. Is that right? Yes, correct. And you're working on that now. That comes out this September, Confessions of the Fallen. Uh, what was it like getting back together with the guys and creating new stuff you know what it was great i was uh super thankful you know to be back and you know the ability to be able to put out some new music um as staying so uh and honestly it kind of came together on that corn tour was when i was really you know we were all together and i had an opportunity i had a bunch of music and i was able to you know like sit with aaron and kind of go through and I think that's really where the 
you know, the skeleton of what the record uh, ended up becoming. So when you, when you did the tour in, in 2021, did you expect to be creating new music, or is that something that just happened? No, we did. We actually, 2019, we actually, you know, played some shows and started getting back together and talked of a new record. And, you know, then we had this whole big plan for 2020. And I think we all know what happened with that. Oh, no, I don't remember. Remind me. <laughs> remember when you couldn't leave your house for months on end? Uh, yeah, that was, that was a horrifying time. It was a nightmare. Uh, and, so, yeah. So it all comes out the window and, you know, that was when we were able to really kind of get together and start working. You've done some work with Saint Sonia as well. Uh, you're definitely, you definitely know how to fill your time. That's for sure. Uh, so does Saint Sonia go on hold for now while you're doing the stain thing? No, actually, you know, those guys uh, did a tour this past spring and uh, there's another one this fall and they have another guitar player filling in for me and doing a great job of it so they're actually going to be out again and you know talk to adam all the time and we did those two eps that came out and i mean listen i'm just you know real thankful for you know to be able to do that as well and work with adam i mean he's uh He's, a, he's an amazing singer. Uh, yeah, definitely very unique. There's nobody that sounds like him. No, for sure. You know, and you can say the same thing about Aaron Lewis as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the most unique voices. You always know it's Aaron, right? No, I mean, listen, I, I feel super fortunate to be, I mean, working with two of my favorite singers, you know what I mean? So, sure. yeah, they're both they're both great. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be back doing the same thing again. See, you, you know Aaron Lewis better than I do. Were you just as surprised as the fans when you heard he was going to do a country project? It was definitely a little surprise. You know, it's funny. I mean, when we were doing the last record, that's when all that came out. I mean, he put out Country Boy while we were making that record. It was, you know, it was a tough time. I mean, because it was, a, you know, it was a big transition, a big change. We were trying to get that record done and tour on it. And that did so well for him. Yeah, it was definitely a, a right turn. But, he, you know, listen, I actually respect it. He's like, listen, I don't want it. I have stained. I don't need to do that kind of music. I want to do something different. So, I mean, it was, you know, I, w I was... It was nice that he made that choice, really. Yeah, if you have the opportunity, it's good. It's good to branch out and, and do other things. And you're doing the same thing with with uh, well, Saint Sonia yeah, and yeah. I'm in another heavy band is the same. But I mean, that's what I know and that's what I love too. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's really kind of why you know I I kind of went in that direction. So how heavy is uh, the new album going to be? <laughs> Should I do the quote that every band does? <laughs> this is the music we've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> but is that true? No. No, I don't know. I mean, listen, I felt like the last Dane record kind of really went back to, um, you know, 12 years ago. I was super proud and still am of that record. I mean, I was real happy with the way that it turned out. And uh, I can say the same about this. I mean, this one is a little different. I mean, there's definitely some heavy songs. I mean, listen, the first single's pretty heavy, you know, and there's, there's stuff that's... Uh, actually a little heavier than that. But there's also, I mean, the one thing that I that I really liked about Stained and even Saint Estonia is that there's there's a bit of diversity. It doesn't have to all be that, you know what I mean, from beginning to end. So there's a little bit of that on the new record. And there's also kind of a, an electronic element that we, we explored a little bit. And that was something that Aaron kind of always wanted to do. So we, we did it on this record. And, you know, I was... I was a little skeptical, but I got to say, at the end of the day, I'm real happy with it. I, I think it came out great. So, are you working on putting those uh, songs together for the tour right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the record's done, and we had we had a few rehearsals about a week ago, and then we regroup again in Florida for some rehearsals in a couple of weeks. Stain coming back with Godsmack to the Credit Union One Amphitheater August 10th. We're really excited about it. Confessions of the Fallen comes out this September. Is there an actual date, or do we just know September? I believe it's the fifth. 
Excellent. Well, we're excited for all of that. We're very excited for you guys. Of course, we're cranking Lois and me over here on the X. And uh, Mike Mushak, thanks for joining us, man. Kevin, you're the best. Appreciate the time.